My daughter, my, my son did though. He ate the whole thing like a vacuum cleaner. It was great. Good evening. Maseches Yevamos Daf Ayin Gimel and Daf Ayin Dalad Amud Aleph, and we'll be stopping um, on the second to last line on Ayin Dalad Amud Aleph, and then on Shabbos Emir Sashem we'll be picking up with Ayin Dalad Amud Beis and uh, Daf Ayin Hey. Let's get started. We're on the top of Ayin Gimel Amud Aleph on the third line. Says the Gemara. Bo. Says the Gemara. Bo mine me Rav Sheshes. A question was asked from the base medrash to Rav Sheshes. Arel mahu b'maiser. What is the din of an RL, a person who uh, has yet to be circumcised in regards to his ability to eat miser? Do we say that that just like we were able to learn the Yaliv Pesach mi Miser Aninus, we were able to learn something about Pesach from Miser to Aninus. Therefore, Yalif Nami, we can learn in the reverse direction of Miser mi Pesach Lenin Orlos, and therefore Arelos. And then we can see, therefore, that maybe a person who is an RL should be Aser be Miser. Odilma, or perhaps that we're not allowed to learn in both directions because chamor mikal yalif. Yes, it's appropriate to learn Pesach mi Maiser because Pesach is more chamor than Maiser, but kalni chamor lo yalif. But we can't learn in the reverse direction of Maiser from Pesach. And therefore, maybe we'd assume that an RL is, um, is allowed to eat. Uh, to eat miser. So the Gemara says, five lines down, six lines down, and Ayn Gimel Amad Aleph, Amar Lahu, uh, Rav Shesha says, back to the base Medrash, Tani Tuha, we've already learned this. This Brisa says, these two food products of Truma and Bikurim, Misa, if one eats them inappropriately, they'd be Chayav Misa, Chomesh, if they ate it by accident, they'd be required to pay a Chomesh, that it cannot be eaten by uh, non-Kohanim, they are considered the property of the coin. When it comes to bittel, uh, the ratio is one to hundred. And they need to your what you need to wash your hands to access them. And of shemesh, and that if it becomes tamay, if you become tamay, you have to wait till nightfall. So all of these halachos that we just learned are specific to the world of truma and bikurim, but they don't apply by meiser. What is not referenced here? Orla, what was our question? Is Orla Shaykh by Meiser? If you want to say that we we are uh, that we have a halachic status of RL that's mutter to eat by Meiser, then it should have said in this brisa in regards to Truma and Bikurim Nisni, it should have said RL Aser Bahan, an RL is not allowed to eat. Uh, the Truma and the Bikurim, and Masha'ain came by Meiser, but by Meiser they are allowed. But it doesn't say that. So, so therefore, maybe we should assume that you're not allowed to eat, that an RL is not allowed to eat. Um, the Meiser says the Gemara, no, that's not true. Really, we can assume fairly that uh, it, that uh, an RL is not allowed to eat the Truma and the Bikurim, and Tan Vashir. Really, the Brisa that we just learned, the Tani Tuha Brisa that Rav Sheshesh just quoted, it really had other things that could have gone in it. Tan Vashir, the author of the Brisa, left out a few things. However, as a rule, when, when uh, a Brisa is written and things are left out, we never only leave out one thing. We've let, we have to leave out multiple things. Otherwise, we cannot use this principle of ton of a shear. Says the Gemara, my shear to high shear. What else was left out in addition to the case of RL? So six lines from the bottom of Ayn Gimel Amad Aleph, the Gemara says, shear to Katani Seifa. Uh, we can see from the end of the Brisa what was left out. In regards to Meiser and Bikurim, there are things that apply to Meiser and Bikurim that don't apply to Truma. That when it comes to Meiser and Bikurim, Meiser has to be in Yerushalayim, Bikurim has to be brought to the base of Mikdash. They have Havas Makom, they have a very specific place where they have to be brought. And as well, we have to read certain paragraphs, famously by Bikurim, and an Onain is not allowed to benefit from Meiser and Bikurim. And Rabshim and Matir, and Rabshim and 
potter and these foods of uh, Meiser and Bikurim, they have to be burned if they become tummy. And Rav Shimon says that they're potter from burning them. Now, what's left out of this brisa? What is the, the Gemara giving as an example? We had already said that one thing was left out about an Aurel. An Aurel, we said, was, was omitted in regards to his accessibility to Meiser and Bikurim, to Truman and Bikurim. So it says the Gemara, what else was left out? To say that uh, what needed to be taught was that it's usher to burn them when they're tame. That if a person eats them when they're tummy, they get malkos. So that's lokatani. That was omitted. We therefore see that really arelos is applicable by the worlds of truma and bikurim. And therefore it's mutter. That would be the conclusion of the Gemara right here on the top of Ayin Gimel Amid The conclusion of the Gemara is that it is mutter for an orel to eat maiser. Good. Uh, that little aleph there in the beginning of the third line on Ein Gimel Amabesh should be Amar Mar. Uh, that's what's added here by the Hagos Habach because we're going to analyze what we just learned. Amar Mar, the Asurin Laonain, the Reb Shimon Matir. We had said that an Onain is restricted, but Reb Shimon says it's allowed. Minalahu, Lahu is plural. Reb Shimon is singular, which means the Tanakhama is the Chachamim, which is the Lahu. Minalahu. How do the Chachamim know that, a, that there's an Isser for an Onain in regards to these foods? Says the Gemara. And how do we understand the phrase And if means bikurim, and if bikurim is compared to maiser, and that's how the chachamim got their opinion that an onen is not allowed to eat bikurim. Fine. Says the Gemara of Reb Shimon, Reb Shimon, who argued on line three and says that it's mutter for an onin to benefit from these foods. How, what, how does he get around the drasha that we just read? Says the Gemara, seven, eight lines down, and I gimel with Bez Reb Shimon, Truma Karin Rachmana. The Torah doesn't call it Bikurim, it calls it Truma. Ma Truma muteris laonin, not Bikurim muter laonin, but that it says nothing about Bikurim. So you cannot learn from here that an onin is restricted from Bikurim. An onin is only restricted from Truma. Another part of the Brisa that we had learned on the bottom of Ein Gimel Amadal, turning to the top of Ein Gimel Amadbez, was as follows. Bechayavin Bibior. We said that in certain cases with certain foods that there's an obligation for beer, but Rav Shimon Poter. What is this Machlokes about? Mar Makish, Mar Umar Lov Makish. One of the Tanaim does make the comparison. We don't know to what yet. And one uh, one doesn't make the comparison. Take a look at Rashi, just to our left, about 20 lines down in the Rashi's Dibur Hamaschil, Mar Makish, Tanakama, Makish Bikurim Lemaiser, Kodesh. And because we have this Hekesh between Bikurim and Maiser, therefore the Tanakama says, that you're chayav and bibir. But according to, um, according to Reb Shimon, who doesn't make the hekash between Bikurim and Meiser, there's no way to learn that out. And therefore, uh, there is no obligation to do beer. We had also said in that brisa uh, at the bottom of Ayin Gimel Amad Aleph, levar mehen that it's usher to burn them when they're tameh, v'ochlen betumas atzman, Loke, that if a person eats them when they are tame, then they get malchus. Where do each of these halachos get learned from? Says the Gemara de Tanya, we have a brisa. Either way, if I'm tame and the product is tahor or vice versa, it still should not be burned. Where does the Torah warn us about eating this food? Says the Gemara, and the Gemara responds, what do you mean that you don't know? It is mefurish apasik and chumish. We know that if a person is tame, he's not allowed to eat the food, says the Gemara. No. Uh, sorry, let me just, uh, sorry. Tumas haguf What does the Gemara say? What does the Torah say about tumas haguf? Nefesh asher tigabo. That if you have a person 
who is tame themselves and they touch the food so we have an explicit pasuk saying that a person who is tame is not allowed to eat this food so therefore what does he mean by saying any yodea that's just like that's the kids in Zilberman's in Yerushalayim they know all the pasukim and chumash that's basic stuff we might not know all the Pesukim and Chumash. I don't know all the Pesukim and Chumash, but this should be obvious for a Tana or an Amora. Says the Gemara, no, you missed the question. Tumas the actual tomb of the food itself, how do we know that it's us to eat that food when it's Tameh? Talmud Lomar, the Gemara responds, One Pasuk says that you're not allowed to eat in your gates, the miser of the grains. In regards to Chulin, the Pasuk says you are allowed to eat that if Chulin becomes Tameh, you're allowed to eat them. When it comes to food that's chulin, we allow people uh, to eat at the same table, even if some of the food is tar and some of the food is tam. That's only true by chulin. But hacha, when it comes to meiser, when it comes to meiser sheni, that's tamay lo seichel. You're not allowed to eat it. So that was what the Gemara was asking when it said the question of. So we just answered these two questions, which is, what are the marimakomos that indicate that it's usher to burn tuma? That was lobiart And how do we know that there are malkos? <clears throat> because we said that maeser sheni is different than chulin. Chulin can be eaten betuma. Maeser sheni cannot be eaten betuma. We had said that there was a difference between certain halachos and truma, between maeser and bikurim and truma. And in this particular case, what the Gemara is referencing is that maeser sheni cannot be burned. Truma can be burned. We've seen this throughout Shas, that nifsal requires to be burned. So says the Gemara, two-thirds of the way down, how do we know that truma can be burned? That from this we see the drasha that one is allowed to burn truma, but they're not allowed to burn. Um, they're not allowed to burn meiser. Maybe we should have made a different drasha. Maybe we shouldn't have said that truma is what's allowed to be burned, but maybe shemen of hektish is allowed to be burned. Says the Gemara, that doesn't work. Just like meiser, which is on a lower level than the than the oil of hektish, the Torah said you cannot burn it. Kodesh chamor The more so, the oil cannot be burned. Says the Gemara, according to that argument, if you're saying that it's all more holy than Meiser, well, guess what else is more holy than Meiser? Truma. Ihachi says the Gemara, Truma nami Why would Truma be allowed? Truma is also holier than Meiser, and if Meiser is not allowed, then Truma shouldn't be allowed. Says the Gemara, that is an excellent logical question, but I'm going to answer you with something that is above logic, and that is Haksiv Mimenu. We have a drasha. So the drasha is what is matir, the burning of Truma. Says the Gemara Umar Rois. Why is it that you thought that truma should be uh, allowed for there for that to be included here to be burned, but that kodesh could not be? Says the Gemara Mistabra kodesh uh, Mistabra kodesh lomen ma'itzna shekain. Uh, as some like to jokingly call it pancakes, which is an acronym that's found in the Gemara. It doesn't really play out that way, but it does kind of look like it a little bit. Pancakes. It does. That's what Rabbi. Uh, that's what Rabbi. What's his name? Do I listen to Rabbi Resnick? Okay. What does pancake stand for? That when it comes to Kodesh, we have Pigul, Nosar, Korban, Meila, Kares, and Ve'isr Onin. A little cheap on the Samach there. That was the Samach from, from Isr Onin. Just saying it wasn't the best uh, acronym. But the, these are all Chumas by Kodesh that don't apply to other areas of Halacha. So therefore, we should be more strict by Kodesh. We should have different Halachos by Kodesh than we do by Chuma. Says the Gemara Adarabba, Chuma Lomen Ma'id Nashikin Machpaz. There are four things that are Machamur about Chuma. Says the Gemara, Misa V'chomesh V'in La Pijon V'asur Lazarim. 
so that the Gemara says there are chumras there as well. Answers the Gemara, Hanach Nupishin Kodesh is still holier than Truma. Or when we talk about Kodesh, we're talking about Karis. When we talk about Truma, we're not talking about Karis, so therefore the cases are totally different. Let's dig into one of the things we've already learned. Six lines from the bottom on Ayin Gimel Mubez. The Gemara says, If a person eats the food when it's tame, loke With certain foods, when you eat them, you get malkos, which is not true by truma. It says the Gemara, milka It's true you don't get malkos for eating truma. However, ha And how do we know that uh, this is true? How does this all work out that you don't get malkos? We know that malkos is a lav sheesh You do a lav sheesh you're done. Okay, there's other types of lavin, but in this case, a lav shen bomaisa, you should be chayv. So why don't you get malkos? Says the Gemara Minalan, how do we know that this is true, that there's an iser without malkos? Because amar kra, bisharecha tochlen, lazeh velola acher. In your camps, you are allowed to eat this. This is referring to chulen, that's tamay, that you're allowed to eat, but velola acher. And when a person eats truma that's tamay, they're really violating an iser say not an iser lav. Because the only way we know that the truma is going to be prohibited to eat is from a, an inference of bisharecha tochlenu. From chulen, that's tamay, you're allowed to eat. What does that imply? That when it's truma, that's tamay, you're not allowed to eat. And therefore, it's a alav habamichlala seyaseh. And therefore, there are no malkos. We had said earlier in the day, when we started our sugya, we uh, asked uh, at the opening of the Gemara, the question was phrased to Rav Sheshes about an RL about Miser. And we said, Tanavashir, that the Brysa really uh, had omitted the case of RL. Um, and that we should therefore assume that an RL is allowed to eat Miser. And here the Gemara adds in a little bit more to that. Two lines from the bottom. From the Resh of the Brysa, we also have things that have, that have been omitted. What was missing? Top of Ayin Dalad Amaralif, excuse me. The Nohagin says the Gemara that we were we uh, have accustomed bish uh bish arshneshavu What is this talking about? Take a look at Rashi. Says the Gemara, "V'noagin truma ubikurim b'shar shnei shavua." In the remaining years of the seven-year shemitah cycle, the chol shnos hashemitah. Aval ma'aser sheni ain no ain noheg bebeis ubevav. So there, we don't have it during the second and seventh year. Now that din is a din that we all know, but it's not listed in the brisa. And so the Gemara is just providing yet another example of how our Mishnah was ton of ashir, and therefore falling back on our on that assumption, we therefore would assume that an RL is allowed to eat ma'aser. Toshma. <laughs> Let's say that the mole doesn't do a very good job and he leaves over adhesions, uh, small strands of, uh, of the inner lining of the skin called the mucosa lining. Um, the first step in bris mila and the one that requires possibly more chachma than the other steps is the step that we refer to as hafrada, of separating the orla from the atara itself. And for that, we insert a probe, if this is the anatomy, in between, I don't have a pen on me, yes, I do. You would take a probe, let's say, and uh, in between the foreskin and the crown, and you'd go down to where the skin meets the body and break those adhesions. And if the mole doesn't do a, a good job with breaking those adhesions, or if the adhesions are quite complicated, which can happen, so then you'll have remnants of that, that little kind of skin still on the crown after the circumcision. So usually we just press them down. But if it's very significant, then you potentially would have to remove them. That's what we would refer to as titsna ma'akvina samila. So says the Gemara, if there were titsna ma'akvina samila, you have no access to truma pesach kachim and maiser because you're an RL. Remember that the mitzvah of brismila is le'ikuva. So if you don't have the appropriate amount of skin removed, you're done for. That doesn't count at all. And you need to go get uh, checked out. You need to make sure that you have a kosher bris. So says the Gemara, in this list, where we said that a person is still an RL, when it refers to Miser, 
My love, Meister Dagon. Isn't this referring to Meister Dagon, which is code word for Meister Shani? Says the Gemara, no. Lo, Meister Behema. Says the Gemara, Meister Behema. That's not possible. Meister Behema, Hainu Kotchim. Meister Behema is part of Kotchim. So if Meister Behema is part of Kotchim, that means that this is duplicative. We have Kotchim and we have Meister. And if Meister is talking about Meister Behema, then why say both? Says the Gemara, that's not a very good argument because there's something else going on in this Brisa that also doubles with the Tamech. Milo, Tanan, Pesach, Bekatani Kotchim. It's Kachim Kalim. We know that the Korban Pesach is Kachim Kalim. So we have another thing that's doubled. It says, no, no, that's not true. Where if Ayin Dalad and Aleph six lines down, Bishlama Pesach with Kachim Tzriche. This Brisa, which teaches us that if a person has Sitzana Ma'akva and Asamila, that he cannot have access to these four areas of food, we need Pesach and Kachim to be separated. Why? Because the Itana Pesach. If we only had Pesach in this Brisa, not Brisa, that's Mishum de Arelus be Pesach Tziva. I might have thought that an Arel, because he has Tzitzna Ma'akvin Samila, I might have thought that he is allowed to eat Kachim. Therefore, I had to list Kachim because Pesach is super unique. The Itana Kachim, if I only had Kachim, Hava Amina Mai Kachim, Pesach, I still might have only thought it was the Korban Pesach, but not regular Kachim because we know that there's a din of Arel by Pesach. Ella, so really the question falls back. You can't ask me your question about Pesach and, and Kachim. We know why we need both of those. Ella, back to our question. How can you say that Maeser Behema, Lamali? Why would you say that the Maeser listed in this Bryce of Tzitzna Ma'akman Asamila is Maeser Behema? Hare, we have Kachim already. And Kachim is a very sweeping category that includes Maeser Behema. So says the Gemara, you're right. Ella, Maeser Rishon. Really what we're talking about is Maeser Rishon. And that is not part of uh, Kachim. It's Maeser Rishon. And for Rav Meir, he does. So this brisa, which uh, at the top of the page, which speaks about Samila, and it speaks about Meiser and Kodshim, the Meiser that we're referring to is Rebbe, uh, is Rabbi Akiva, and Rabbi Akiva was of the opinion that Meiser Rishon is Asr for non Kohanim. So we still don't have a good, clear answer about Nishtarabot Tzitznam Ma'akvin Asamila. We have to learn a little bit more. Toshma. Bidatani Rebchia Bar Rav Difti, Arel Asr Bishtei Maisros. We know that Rebchia Bar Rav said, Nidifti said that an Arel is Asr and forbidden in access to two types of Maisar. Ma'ilav Echad Maisar Dog and Echad Maisar Behema. Wouldn't it then mean that this Arel is, is uh, excluded from accessing Maisar Dog on Echad Maisar Behema? In which case we need to re understand the Bryce above. What did it mean, Maisar? We said it was Maisar. Says the Gemara, this is also Maeser Rishon. Hachanami, we could still explain uh, that what we're talking about is Maeser Rishon v'Reb Meir. Okay, so we just got out of the problem. Tashma, let's try again. Onen aser b'Maeser umotzer b'Truma u'Beparo. An Onen is not allowed to eat Maeser, but he is allowed to eat Truma, and he is allowed to take uh, to have access to the Paro. Tavul Yom, a person who has uh, uh, gone to the mikvah but is waiting for nightfall, Asr b'Truma Mutar b'Parav Maiser. He is not allowed to eat Truma, but he is allowed to have access to the Paraduma and Maiser. Mechusar Kipurim Asr b'Para who Mutar b'Truma Maiser. Mechusar Kipurim, someone who's not yet done with their, uh, it's the Zav Zava Yoletis and Mitzora that these people, they're Asr b'Para. They have no access to the Chatas, uh, to the to the So Mutar b'Truma b'Maiser. If you want to say that an RL is mutter b'maiser, nisni, it should say RL aser b'truma umutter b'paru v'maiser. Why doesn't it say that explicitly? Why was it left out? If you want to teach us that then that an RL is mutter b'maiser, like we were talking about at the top of the page. So if you want to say that, then you need to have this price to be more detailed. Says the Gemara, you're right, it would be that case, but we don't hold like that because Rabbi Akiva doesn't hold like that. Hi, Tana debate Rabbi Akiva. The Marbi Lela RL Ketame, the Tanya Rabbi Akiva Omer, Ishish the Rabbo says, oh, we've seen this a couple of times. So therefore, this brisa is not like the uh, is, is not possible to have.
have the lenient opinion that an oral is mutter b'maiser because this price is like Rabbi Akiva. Asks the Gemara, Mantana de Palilad Rabbi Akiva, who is the dissenting opinion against Rabbi Akiva, the one that we've been trying to find? Says the Gemara, Tani. Tana, it is one of the authors in the Brisa, the Rabbi Yossi Habavli. In fact, it's the uh, the sheet of the Tanakama. Titania, Srefas Onin Muchusar Kipurim Ksheira. If an Onin does the Srefa, uh, or Muchusar Kipurim does it, so then Ksheira, the halacha is that it's still Kasher. Rabbi Yossi Habavli Omer Onin Ksheira, Muchusar Kipurim Psula. So it's not very clear from the Gemara, but Rashi highlights this about the Muchusar Kipurim. Take a look at Rashi um, almost halfway down. Tana Yosef Habavlihi, Tanakama. The uh, author of the first opinion in the Brisa, the Yosef Abablihi, Damar Mechusar Kippurim Kasher Bepara. And Rashi goes on to say that this Mechusar Kippurim includes an RL. So that's how we understand this Shita. So let's go back in the Gemara. And the Gemara says, and this is uh, one last sugya for the night. Uh, it's all part of the same. So give after Yitzchak Savar, we're uh, exactly halfway down on Dal and Aleph. Even Rav Yitzchak is of the opinion Savar Arel Aser B'Maiser. Damar Rav Yitzchak Minayla Arel Shaser B'Maiser. How do we know that an Arel is excluded from having access to Maiser? Neemar Mimenu B'Maiser, Neemar Mimenu B'Pesach. We have Gzeir Shava. We have the word Mimenu by Maiser, and we have the word Mimenu by Pesach. Actually, we have the word Mimenu three times by each, as we'll soon see. But it's eligible for Gzeir Shava. Ma Mimenu Ha'Amar B'Pesach Arel Aser Bo. We have the word Mimenu, and we know that an Aurel is excluded from the Korban Pesach. So too, when we have the word Mimenu by Maiser, it also teaches us that an Aurel is excluded from having access to Maiser. And Mufni, we know that this is a higher level um, a higher level Gzeir Shava. We've spoken about this many times, and I think on Shabbos, or when, a couple of days ago, not that long ago, maybe just two days ago, don't remember. Uh, do you know? I don't know. Okay. Just please, then we know we have no clue. The, uh, the lower level of Gzeir Shava is when there are two words that in area one and area two, but the words are also used for other drushas. So it's like a poor quality, a low quality drusha. And how do we know that the Gzeir Shava is so low quality? Because if it's only uh, a basic Zereshava, then any kasha to distinguish one sigya from the other will ruin the whole Zereshava. But if in fact you have a Zereshava that's mufne, where the words on both sides are available, completely available, then even if you can find a difference between case one and case two, you cannot knock down a Zereshava mufne. So the Gemara says, this has to be a Zereshava mufne. This mimenu to teach us that an RL is not allowed to have miser, it has to be mufne, lo mufne. If you wouldn't have said that, then ikel nifrach, I could easily find differences between the world of Pesach and miser. I could come up with a hundred differences between, between Pesach and, and Meiser. So therefore, it must be that this Gzeir Shabbos Mufne says, you are correct. So then the Gemara says that in fact, this is the higher level Gzeir Shabbos and the words are available uh, in full for Gzeir Shabbos, which cannot be rejected. To ask the Gemara two thirds of the way down, two lines before the wide lines. My Mufni, what words are available? I'm a Rava. I'm a Rabbi Yitzchak. Tlasa mimenu ksibi bePesach. The word mimenu is written three times by Pesach. If you uh, look in the side here, it says Al tochum mimenu nova shel muvushal b'maim, and then it says Velosa sir mimenu ad boker v'hanu sar mimenu ad boker. Three mimenus. It says the Gemara last short line. What are the three mimenus? Chad legufe. One is for the basic pshat of the pasuk. V'chad legzeir shava. One is uh, accessible mufne for the gzeir shava. V'chad lemanda amar haba. Uh, 
And uh, the third one is to teach us that we have an assay after the losa assay. What is that coming to teach us? What does that mean? So it says Rashi, two-thirds of the way down, first it says, and that's the lab. And then it says, uh, sorry, that's the assay. It's a lav hanitak l'assay. So the Gemara says that that third word, mimenu in Pesach, comes to teach us that it's a lav hanitak l'assay. Anyways, the Gemara says, I did nosar, because we're talking about nosar, it also has the word mimenu, and that word mimenu is mufne, and therefore all is well and good. According to the ones who say that we need this word for teaching us about a second morning in order to do the Srefa by Nosar, the word Mimenu is still going to be extra. There's plenty of ways to explain it, still going to be Mufna. So says the Gemara, that's all well and good, but what about the other side of the Xerah Shava? We did find an available word Mimenu on the side of Pesach. What about on the side of Miser? So says the Gemara, three lines into the wide line, plus Mimenu Miser. The word mimenu is written three times by Meiser. Those are the three references all in one Pasuk. How do we understand them? One for the Pashas of the Pasuk. One for Shita Rabbi Abo Amar Rabbi Yochanan in regards to Truma that became Tame that it can be burned. What does Reish Lakish say? How do we know that if Meiser Shani became Tame, you can still anoint yourself with it? It cannot be given to a dead person. I'm able to give it to a person who's, who's like dead. What's common to both? Anointing is something that can be done on, on alive people and can be done on dead people. And that's why the Gemara says that if there would, this is the third word, that if there were to be a Meiser Shani oil that became Tameh, we can use it as anointing oil. Says the Gemara, why did you learn the Pasuk that way that is talking about oil? There's something else that applies to live people and dead people. What about uh, buying a pine box? And what about the Tachrichen? It has to be attached to his body, not something external to the body. And the anointing oil goes on the body. Ravashi Amar, when it says lo nasati, uh, no, it's dumya de lo achalti, the, the not lo nasati menu lemes has to be similar to the lo achalti, malahalan mikufo, afkan mikufo. A similar answer is that it has to apply to the body. That's how we know we're not talking about tachrichin, but rather we're talking about sicha. So then the Gemara highlights the concern. Ve'akati, it's very nice that you have the mufna on one side of Pesach. The word mimenu on one side allows for the gzeir to be very strong on the side of Pesach. That's great. But it's only mufna on one side and not on both sides. We don't have an extra word on the Meiser side. All the drushes were taken, as we just saw. So says the Gemara, it would be all fine and good to leave the Gzeir Shava as is, being mufna on one side. That if you have Shava uh, mufna on one side, that you are allowed to learn and you're not allowed to ask questions on it. That's fine. But not everybody holds that way. Some people hold that that's still uh, a weak Zereshava. But according to the ones who say that when you have a Zereshava Mufna Mitzarecha, that you can still ask the Bam Kasha, which in this case is the differences between Pesach and Meiser, that by Pesach we have Pigul Nosar and Tomei. So then, what, how then would we understand it? Says the Gemara, don't worry. We can, we can uh, move around one of the drushes. The drush that was used, Hach Rabbi Abohu, the drusha from Rabbi Abohu that we had learned a little earlier about uh, burning, to, uh, burning tame, tame oil, really we can learn that from somewhere else to free up the word, Mimenu, Amar Rabba, um, 
Sorry. Oh, here you go. Hachter Rabbi Abo. That line of Rabbi Abo about burning the oil is really means Rav Nachman Amar Rabba Baravua Nafka. The Amar Rav Nachman Bar Rabba Baravua Baravua. My dechsi vani vani he nei nasati lachas mishmeres chumasi. Beshtei chumas kasim daber. Achas chuma chuma tahora. Beachas chuma tmeya. Amar Rachman Ashlote laasaka tachas tavshilcha. That you're not allowed to burn it underneath, but you are allowed to burn the oil in one way or another. And what that does is it frees up the word mimenu on both sides. Now we have the word mimenu by Pesach. We have the word mimenu by Maiser. And therefore we learn the halacha from one to the other. We'll stop right here. Mirtash and pick up on Shabbos. Two lines from the bottom on Ayin Dalar and Wishing you all a beautiful night. <laughs>